Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to our sub-sub segment, Fictional Women Around the World. A very popular sub-sub segment, I'm going to say, even though I have no proof to back it up. (laughs) It is. I agree. Thank you. Since this falls in Pride Month, I wanted to highlight a Black queer woman in the fictional world. So we're going with Black Lightning's Anissa Pierce, a.k.a. Black Thunder, and briefly Black Bird, played by Nefessa Williams, widely regarded as the first Black lesbian superhero on network television. And disclaimer, I'm not super familiar with Black Lightning, though they did, they used to film on my street pretty regularly, and that was always really cool. But it seems like something I'd be super into. I just don't really have TV anymore, so I gotta find stuff on the online. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yes, I think it's about to leave Netflix, though. Ooh. Or either the fourth season is about to come. I saw net- some Netflix news about it. <laughs> Those are two opposite things, Annie. <laughs> I know. I can't remember which it was, but it was one of them. <laughs> and we are going to mainly focus on the show here, but we'll have some comic stuff in there. I was toying with doing Black Widow, but we already talked about her in our Female Assassins episode because the movie is about to come out as we record this. Or Riley from The Last of Us, but I figured I should mix it up a bit because we've only had, I think, four of these and two have been The Last of Us. <laughs> so... <laughs> you love what you love, and it's fine. I do. Thank you. <laughs> so, Black Lightning is a CW show based on the DC comics of the same name that is part of the Arrowverse. And of all those shows, I've only seen Arrow and uh, The Flash, I will say that. Mm-hmm. It first aired in 2018 and ended in 2021 and takes place in Freeland, Georgia. The, through its tenure, it received critical acclaim. And yeah, they have gotten a lot of accolades, I think. It follows Jefferson, Anissa, and Jennifer Pierce, Dr. Lynn Stewart, and Gamby as they now navigate social justice issues and superpowers. There are themes of family, organizing male privilege, white feminism, racism, police brutality, and Black women as courageous leaders. Anissa is the oldest daughter of Jefferson Pierce and Lynn Stewart and sister to Jennifer. She is a medical student, teacher, activist, lesbian, and nerd, on top of being a metahuman and a superhero. (laughs) She's smart, justice-oriented, determined to help others, strong, competent, unwavering in her beliefs. As she develops her powers of invulnerability, strength, stomp shockwaves, which are awesome. I I saw some of those. (laughs) Thunderclap, accelerated healing, and an ability to increase her density. She's at first unaware that her dad is a superhero. Um, And she discovers her grandfather had been investigating side effects of a vaccine called green light that resulted in some people getting powers. Very reminiscent of Tuskegee. She whips up a temporary superhero getup, something that later gets updated to her official thunder suit. She works on her powers as her sister shies away from her own powers, at least at first. So in the comic, her father wanted to keep her from the superhero life, and he made her promise to graduate college before deciding whether or not that was a life she wanted to pursue. The night of her graduation, she puts on the suit and the persona of Thunder. She joined a superhero team where she met Grace, someone she seemed to clash with. Uh Uh-oh. However, as these things go, with time, they learn to respect and even like each other. And yes, obviously, eventually, they started a relationship with each other. Aw. 
Her father tried to get her to quit the team, but she refused. And after a mishap with Batman and Batgirl that led the team into a booby trap, Anissa suffered brain damage and fell into a coma. So interesting when all these comic characters interact. Yeah, like, so that's one of the things about the Arrowverse. I don't watch, uh, like I said, any of them really, except for The Flash is my go-to. Like, I still love The Flash. I couldn't get into the Arrow after a certain amount of time. I was like, all right, I'm kind of done with this one. Mm -hmm. But they had the whole multiverse in the show where they all crossed over. So I'm really confused Mm -hmm. about this now because I don't watch Black Lightning. But now I'm like, but wait, that world was (laughs) killed off. I don't understand. So now I'm like, yeah. "Mm." Yeah, that happened to me with a Star Wars something. You wouldn't believe that, I'm sure. But I was like, okay, I think I have to go and watch this other show for this to make sense. Right, right. I'm like, I'm going to have to go check this one out because this is not making sense to me right now. Right. Um, So while Anissa's father believes they should fight within the system, Anissa disagrees with him, something that recurs throughout the series. When he doesn't agree with her, sometimes she ditches the suit and takes matters into her own hands. Eventually, her father, Black Lightning slash Jefferson, comes around to her side of things. And when she calls him out for male privilege, he is mad about it, but ultimately takes her advice, which saves the day. So he learned something from her, which I think is really cool. She sticks to her beliefs and acts on them throughout the series. She gets arrested protesting a Confederate statue, fights and steals from drug dealers and gangsters, things like that. She faces some harassment as a queer Black woman, but as a superhero, shuts it down very, very quickly. There are some interpretations that the superhero storyline parallels the lesbian storyline, an identity that many have felt or feel uh, has to be kept secret. Her family was very supportive of her, when she came out, however. So she's in a steady relationship with Grace, a woman of color and a shapeshifter dealing with some serious trauma and PTSD. They're both caring and devoted to each other and they end up getting married. Viewers got to see Anissa change from a very cautious lover to someone who is entirely open and in love. Quote, and I think this is one of her lines, I don't care that you're a leopard or an old man or a shapeshifter. I love you. Aww. Yeah. I know that reading was not great, but aw. In a very <laughs> dramatic fight, Anissa had to knock out a mind-controlled Grace and put her in a coma. My gosh, lots of people in comas. Yeah. Yeah, and this, when I was researching this online, young people and Black people and queer people and any intersection therein felt like this was such a powerful story for them that they hadn't seen and that they had this relationship between Grace, who was also a woman of color, and Anissa, who's a lesbian, and seeing that growth and seeing them stay together, that it was very beautiful and moving. And yes, this character is one of a very annoyingly small handful of Black queer characters on broadcast TV, a number that is actually going down according to a 2017 GLAAD survey. So we need more characters like this. Yeah, we've, we've talked about the power of representation and how important it is. And when I was thinking about this and I was trying to come up with the Black queer characters I know, almost all of them came from like three shows. Right. (laughs) Like, I know there are more, but those were just the ones that came to my mind. And then when you're talking about like superheroes in this world and the fact that she's like the first Black lesbian superhero and it's, you know, it's 2021 as we're talking about this. It was earlier when the show came out, but yeah, we need more than that. (laughs) Yeah. I think what's so funny is that they do seem to have this awful level of like 
tokenism in which they just have a handful that yeah. like, we can't exceed this because that's right. excessive. And that exceeding is like 1% of the entirety, <laughs> if, if that. And right. they're like, no, nah, we did it. It's fine. Everything's fine. And literally patting themselves on the back about how yeah. they've done such a good job in, in, in representation. And, and don't get me wrong. I think DC has done a better job than Marvel in this manner. Like they're bringing in more and more and actually featuring them. Right. As opposed to what's happened with a lot of the Marvel stuff, which they barely... I guess they do have one, and they just introduced Monica Rambeau. Uh, I don't know if she's queer, though. Is she? Did they say whether or not she was? Uh, they, they don't say, and I don't recall her being queer in the comic books, but that doesn't mean she wasn't. It's right. been a long time, but, and they, mean, those things change all the time. It does. But the fact <laughs> that they finally introduced one, but it's gotten to this year. <laughs> that yeah. Like, Here we go. We got one. <laughs> and yeah. I mean that as they're tokenizing is seemingly. Hopefully it's not and hopefully they will grow and, and it is bigger and they're just correcting mistakes and we'll see mm-hmm. more Yeah, and she won't be the token for that universe. But yeah, it's sad. <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah, here's hoping for progress and more progress in this, <laughs> in this realm. If there's someone you want to cover in this sub-sub segment, please, listeners, let us know. You can email us at stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 